Happy New Year from the Scozy Football Podcast. Welcome back. We are going to talk about everything last week. Rangers dominant, who are now not only coming, but they're over the hill and far away. Not even Gosnell's veterans are going to stop them now. Why Dubai, oh why, in the tube? Uh, we'll talk about Stephen Robertson and St Mirren, who've made a profit. Good on them. Uh, Scottish Cup action this weekend, in addition to the continuation of the Premiership. It is 24 degrees. We've got a severe fire warning here. How glamorous to be speaking with you, Anthony Maguire, north of the river in our COVID escape land. How you doing? Very well, Richard. And another big week in domestic action in the Scottish football lands. Um, Are you okay? I, okay? I am. A, I, I'm slowly okay? recovered. So it was a, it was a bit of a sore one on the weekend, which we will discuss to the nth detail but uh i think we should well let's talk about it first i mean i think it's i mean you know let's not pretend that it's the biggest game it's a game everyone wants to know about and think about and uh you know plenty talking already the rugby tackle the ball of the post alan mcgregor where did you see it all going where did it all go wrong for celtic where did it all go right for rangers i don't think they played that particularly well well, I I've sort of likened it to the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, so the, the good for Rangers was Alan McGregor. He was you know outstanding. You couldn't tell he was thirty eight years old. He you know, he pulled off three very good saves. One you could almost say world class to deny uh, Lee Griffiths off the post. Um, the good for Celtic, particularly in the first half or the first sixty minutes, was their pressing. Um, they they showed a a level of intensity that has been lacking in quite a number of their performances this season. So they got the tactics right. I, I talked about it last week, how they had to press Tavernier and, and Barisic back. And they did. I mean, they, they couldn't get out their own half, set, uh, Rangers. Um, it was a different game, wasn't it, it from it, that perspective? Yeah, from that perspective, you know, because the, the, yeah, uh, Barisic and, and Tavernier is a lot of the attacking threat of Rangers, and they just couldn't get out couldn't get out their own half um and then that just meant that morelos roof and kent were basically non-existent in the whole first half like I, you know i think rangers maybe got one corner i think in the, the, the first half and and that was pretty much it and it was just it was incredible but then the flip side to that is the fact that celtic has so much dominant possession and created some very good chances but didn't score and it's always that nagging feeling, particularly in an old firm game, where if your team has the dominance and isn't able to put the ball in the back of the net, you know the opposition is going to get a chance to reciprocate and and have their wee chance to shine. And all right, it took a red card, it took an absolute brain fade by um, uh, near Beaton to 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 open the game up for Rangers, but you just felt that. Celtic missed a trick, not not at least going in at least one nil up at half time, and and that for me was always nagging in the back of my head. Uh, the the bad um, was definitely Rangers' performance, particularly in the first sixty minutes. They were just non-existent. Kent, I don't even know he was out there. I, I, he barely got a touch. Kemar Roof gets dragged at half time for Hadji. I found it a bit interesting that um, uh, that that Steven Gerrard went with Morelos, Roof, and Kent as his three. I thought Hadji would have started, but he did make a bit of a difference when he came on at halftime. The bad for Celtic was probably the final ball. Um, they had a lot of, lot of possession out wide. I mean, in fairness, Frimpong and Laxol had a lot of distance to cover. They did a lot of work. It was just always felt that it was a lot of 
just that final pass, that final decision to you know whip the ball in. It just either didn't beat the, the defender or it just was the wrong pass at the wrong time. So I feel that that was probably something that Celtic could have done better. And I also felt, although Edward and, and Griffiths had chances, I kind of felt that they were still a bit static at times. And you could tell that Griffiths is still not 100% match fit. Like he had taken off after the red card. You see he was done. Um, so that for me is still areas where although it looked like a really good performance by Celtic in that first 60 minutes there was still a couple of things there they could definitely improve upon and finally the ugly well the ugly for, for Celtic was was obviously near beat on you know you could ask the question as to why he was put in at centre half in the first place alright Julian was injured playing to the United during the week but Celtic should have more depth and having to throw in a converted midfielder in the centre half. Duffy's on the bench. He comes on. He could have been sent off. I mean, it's a silent yeah, challenge. I was going to say that was that that, that was one of those uh, that one of those. Uh, um, um, it, it, it was even appropriate in the game. It, you know how um, when you mix uh, yellow and red, it becomes orange. He was on an orange card. Oh yeah, it was definitely on the, on the upper limits of a, of what a yellow could be. I mean, he was nowhere near the ball um, and it was the first leg, all right, yellow card, but the fact that he came in with his second leg to finish the job, I mean, that, again, that gives the referee a decision to make. Um, so that, you know, probably vindicates Neil Lennon a little bit, the fact that picking B. Tom was probably the right choice because up until that point, he looked comfortable, but yeah. he's capable of a brain fade. He did it against, I can't remember who it was this season, he, he was standing on the edge of the box with Frimpong, his hands on his hips as the rebound came out and he just watched the, the, the opposition player just bang it in the back of the net after the keeper had made a save. And he's just standing there watching it. And it's, he's capable of these things. And this is what happens when you have players who aren't playing in their proper positions or you know yeah he's not he's not an out-and-out defender and the central defense has been a problem for Celtic all season though I think that we've spoken about this loads and loads of times and I'm almost bored talking about it frankly you know I think the thing is that that, you know Shane Duffy came he hasn't really fitted in he's been he's struggled um you know the Ryan Kent fell was kind of case in point almost kind of retribution I think for the game at Celtic Park um you know where he bossed it and and I think Rangers picked Picked Celtic off. Joe Rebo, I have to say again, I said again and again, he's a guy who unpicks locks. Very, very fortunate, perhaps, with the goal kind of oh, yeah. uh, deflecting off McGregor. Um, and, you know, I, I just kind of think that, that that's probably been their weakness and that is why they will not win the league this season. Yeah, no, absolutely. And they didn't have the cover there. Um, now, we'll talk about a bit maybe who they're looking at in this window about covering because Julian's going to be out for about three or four months with an knee injury after banging out the post instant United. Just to finish up on the game, um, the, the ugly for Rangers was definitely Alfredo Morelos. I mean, he should have well, been... He got booked again, though. Congratulations, Alfredo. He always gets a card. always gets a greeting card in the old firm game. He should have been booked in the first three minutes. The tackle on Frimpong was, was, was ugly. He... Then had a go at Scythe and Ayer. Ayer down in the first half, he missed him. Just the fact that Ayer was quick enough to get out of the way of it. He then gets booked in the second half. He swings a punch at Brown. <laughs> the referee actually holding Morelos back. Yeah, and I, I saw it live and I went, did he just hold him back? And then you watch yeah. the pictures and he did. And it's like, mm, is that is that John Beaton's job to be doing that? I don't know. Um, so And then immediately after he gets booked, uh, Stephen Gerrard drags him. So, I mean... You know, it's uh, he's just he's an absolute um oh, what's the word? A liability. Like I I I'll be amazed 
if he's still there by the end of this window, and it will only be because nobody's interested in buying him. If somebody comes in and offers even remotely decent money, he's out the door. He cannot. Alfredo Morales is right in there in the spirit of the old old firm players, um, and the takeoff of uh, off the ball, which aired for the final time in Scotland in Hogmanay, um, the old Frank McAvenny and. Uh, Terry Butcher and Graham Roberts they all used to kind of get laid into each other without really any great fear of impunity whereas Alfredo's got about 46 camera angles that's going to take him out every time well I mean when and then, yeah. well, Albert says when Ali McCoyce can't defend you and he's obviously Rangers biggest cheerleader getting paid by Sky Sports every week to commentate on Rangers games you know he can't defend him then I mean the jig's up I mean he's 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 done as far as I'm concerned and that's now 15 games without a goal against against Celtic so I mean that's that's not a good return for your centre forward if you're um, if you're any good the harder arithmetic for Celtic is that Rangers are 19 points ahead albeit that they're three games in hand for Celtic but the goal difference remains that 40 so Celtic will have to score two goals a game more hope that Rangers lose four of their games Celtic win all their games in hand and then they've got half a chance can't see it well, I think the the, the ten was telling stat out of everything is the fact that Rangers have still only conceded five goals in the league. Yeah. That that to me says that a collapse is not 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 on the cards. You may be a nil old draw or something like that, maybe somewhere along the line. And we'll talk about the Aberdeen game this weekend because that maybe could be a, a potential banana stint at Pedodri. But I think even the most fanciful Celtic fans sitting there thinking that Rangers are going to implode. I just can't see it. And if it does happen, then I mean, it'd be yeah, I mean, one for the ages. But at the moment, on current on current evidence, Celtic will drop just as many points as Rangers will in the run into the to the title. Yeah, the balls burst at Aberdeen does United 0-0 uh, at Pataudry. That was uh, quite a dull encounter, a couple of bookings there, and really just not a lot to talk about. Hamilton. Oh, hang on, hang on. Oh, you've something important to say. Mark, Mark Connolly, do you think that was a penalty on Ryan Hedges? Do you think well, he passed him over? I know he's your, I know he's your favourite centre half. Yeah, huh? you know, I just, I, I yes, I do. <laughs> I think he did, and and I, and I think that it's one of these kind of, um, yeah. Look, Mark Connolly's been too slow to everything. Uh, so I don't be really harsh on Mark. I mean, he's got a, it's a very difficult job because he's got uh, nobody from midfield who knows how to track an attacking runner. But uh, yeah, I did think it was a penalty. And I think Shanklin, he was unlucky. He had the crossbar very early doors as well, and and it was one of those ones. And Curtis May had a couple of decent chances, good save by Cedrist, and then Julius had a couple of good saves at the end. So yeah, probably a point apiece was probably the just about the fair results. I think the interesting game for me this weekend, Hamilton Motherwell, and uh, and and deeply unexpected Hamilton of the three 0 default win win three 0 by scoring three goals, which I think is about as many goals as he scored in any game this season. Uh, Aaron Chapman, what a terrible game he had in oh. goal for Motherwell. Aye. But that was the first game that Keith Lasley was uh, in executive charge, having um, Stephen Robinson giving up the job through the week. Uh, congratulations to Stephen Robinson, who had pretty much exceeded everything that was set over him by the board at Motherwell, got to a League Cup final, a Scottish Cup final, and finished third in the league, qualified for Europe um, with Motherwell during the three seasons in charge. But yeah, a terrible day for them at the office. I think Stephen Robinson just proves that whole adage that managers now, unless you're like a Sir Alex Ferguson, which basically doesn't exist anymore. You've got three seasons. You've got three years. 
you've got a year to get it right you've got a year of sort of building towards something that final year and then if you stay that fourth year unfortunately third place finish last season the only way unfortunately is down and uh, I didn't realize how much of a dire predicament Motherwell were in and obviously this is just sort of made it a lot clearer but yeah I mean unfortunately Trevor Carson's out long-term injury this boy Chapman oh dearie me um, beat his front post flapping for another one which should have been made it to yeah. probably could have done better with the second goal and then the marking for the third goal I mean there was nobody near Callum Smith as they headed home on 66 minutes 3-0 buddy Brian Rice would have been happy that's two derbies now that Hamilton's come out on top which have you got an application in for that job by the way like Aaron Chapman's job like the goalkeeper <laughs> I reckon anybody's could have done better that day but that's Motherwell now two goals in seven games I mean that they're not even scoring goals you know it's one thing to be letting them in at the back but they're not actually scoring anything up front I mean Tony Watt had an early chance that he spurned but apart from that they were struggling. Callum Lang, their centre forward, he's been recalled by Wigan Athletic, so they're losing Ooh. him. And the, the the word on the street is that Celtic will be in for Declan Gallagher um, sometime during this window as cover for Julien. So, I mean, that will leave them with a massive hole in the back if that does go through. Um, and which, which may as well talk about it now is obviously the potential candidates for um replacing Stephen Robinson so obviously Keith Lasley's in he's in with a chance but probably less of a chance after that performance on the weekend um you've got oh, well, he's in with the bricks though at Motherwell I think he's been there for a long long time and he knows the club very very well and I think you'll have probably the year uh, um of of you know the establishment of the club and Motherwell's a very well-run community club now and and they've cleared all their external debt they've got the well society and you know for a number of years have been working towards making themselves sustainable. Keith Lasley, I think, is quite a strong candidate on the back of that. Maybe not so much going down the road to uh, New Douglas Park and getting pumped. Or the Fountain of Youth Stadium, as they call it these days. <laughs> yes. Um, Graham Alexander, ex-Salford City, Scottish internationalist. He's also in the running. Um, Simon Grayson, ex-manager of Leeds and Sunderland. I mean... What's who, his connection to Motherwell? Who, who, I, don't, I don't know, but who who, who doesn't have ex-Sunderland on their resume? Because, I mean, right. they, they've run through that many coaches, it's not funny. <laughs> and the last one on the list, uh, Tommy Wright. And I, I can't see a phone call being done there in any way. I've yeah. got a feeling that Big Tommy's got the job. That's that's my that's my hot yeah. tip. Um, and yeah. I think Scottish football will be all the better for having Big Tommy back in because he's, he's, he's a, you know, a wheeler and dealer. A he's character. a char- he's a character, and we love we love characters. Yeah, um, talking about shock results, um, Hibernian no Livingston three. I know. Shocker, Rooney. Um, Absolutely. Josh Mullins. Of course, we, we, we predicted that. Didn't, no, we didn't predict I don't that. think we, we... I predicted this was the one that Livingston were going to finally end their run of 10, yeah. 10 games or whatever as yeah. they're now on. So, I mean, fair, fair play. Three good goals. I mean, the long ball over the top for the third one was horrendous. To, actually, tell I the second goal to the centre-half, jumped up for the same ball. Keepers punched the ball straight up in the air. Absolute calamity. Guthrie's just thrashed at home. That made it 2-0. Josh Mullen, the first goal, really good finish. Um, good ball through um, from Guthrie. And then 3-0, long ball over the top. Ryan Porteous, all he had to do was head of the thing. He's let it bounce. Then he's realised, oh, crap, we're in the box. Then he's danced over it. He's danced past the other centre-half. And, uh, yeah, 3-0. Three, three 
Right um, Sunday league, eh? And that's, and, uh, and that's yeah. three losses on the spin for, for Hibs. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that Jack, Jack Ross all of a sudden just scratching his head, sort of saying, well, hang on a minute. Like, we were, we were having a good season, and all of a sudden now we've had three three losses on the bounce, and, and I think the two of them are at home. So, I mean, that's troubling. If you look at the form guide, though, Livy um, are on better form than Celtic. They've taken um, 15 points from the last six games, Celtic 13 uh, Rangers inexorably 18 near top of the form guide but I I mean I, I'm not that surprised I think that, that Livy have had a dramatic bounce and and really have got their act together again Hibs always had that kind of vulnerability yeah I was kind of, that Alloway game was a big kind of wake-up call for me about how vulnerable they were they were very very lucky to beat Alloway in the cup and I think that uh, they've they've had this kind of profligate thing in front of goal which they've got away with in certain games this season with weaker defenses you may include your answer no, I think you're Mark I think, I, yeah, but I think you're I think you're right there Richards I think they're searching for that sort of defensive midfielder and they haven't quite found him yet and Alex Dogic he's been in and out of the team he's maybe no quite what they're after like he's a inferior model no offense alex but um but they just i think they need something a little bit more sturdy in there some of it more legs and also the ability to actually basically recycle possession but then turn that into another attack sort of thing they just seem a bit vulnerable um but yeah we'll watch we'll watch we'll see how they go over the next couple of weeks Kelly with a wee bounce. Uh, they were one nil, uh, so one nil down to St. Martin, and probably one of the most bizarre own goals of the season. Oh my goodness, Danny oh, Rogers, goalkeeper, goal, uh, goalkeepers left, right, and centre this week. Good week, eh? good week for the keepers. Eh? Aye, they were definitely on the sauce over Christmas. Excellent, excellent, Read into that in a few. Yes. Well, anyway, I just kind of Danny Rogers really very, very, very unfortunate. Uh, and of course, trying to protest that uh, he hadn't carried the ball over the line. But anyway, if you haven't seen it, see it. It is one of the classic own goals of all time. I'm sure it'll end up in some kind of reel at some point in the future. It wasn't the best moment for that particular thing to happen. It was the 90th minute, in fact, when your team are 1-0 up and your keeper drags the ball over the line, not only taking your win bonus money out, but meaning that it's a 1-1 draw when, you know, snatching uh, a draw from really the jaws of a victory. Uh, that's part of Kilmarnock's bounce of the week after beating Motherwell. Um, but Ross County also on a bounce, uh, 1-1 with St. Johnson and a decent game, actually. St. Johnson's still looking pretty weak, I have to say. Ross Draper scoring early on for Ross County. Uh, Craig Conway equalising shortly from the penalty spot and uh, no goals in that second half. And I'm rounding up the kind of midweek games last week. So Ross County beating Hibs uh, 2-0 and the other kind of bet noir for Hibs yeah, uh, and Jack that was, Ross. That was um, Yogi's first points as manager of, uh, of Ross County. So probably came, a little, chuffed. probably came a little bit sooner than we thought. We, we I predicted it was during the St. John's game of the weekend that he would get his first points, but he... Um, of a smash and grab came in came in yeah that was by all accounts good performance so the the other thing goal to see from uh, that midweek was um, Ismail Asoro's goal for Celtic against United that was a beauty 
Um, and St. Johnston Hamilton playing at a nil-nil draw. Is that all? If I remember them all, so yeah. No well, the, the Aberdeen Livingston game was frozen, frozen park. Oh, that's that right. Was, yes, that, that yes, didn't yes, happen. Yes. So Dubai, tell me all about Dubai. And uh, you know, as you know, United, I don't really care. Why are Celtic going to Dubai when we're all locked down in Scotland? Even though we're not, and, and I said survivor guilt in Perth, Australia, life is. I have to say, guys, pretty normal. I hate to say it actually that we are beginning to feel the survivor guilt. But Dubai, I don't get it. Well, here's the thing, right? It's, it's, it's Celtic trying to replicate the formula that has won them the league the last two or three seasons. So Brendan Rodgers started the thing and saying, we go to Dubai for our winter break, and this is our way of resetting ourselves, recharging the batteries, get some sunshine, get some positive vibes in the squad, freshen up and come back and assault the second half of the league. So this is what's happened the last few seasons. Uh, Lenny took them there last season. It obviously resulted in Griffiths coming back in, playing two up front. It was a catalyst for for everything. So this season they'd booked the trip a couple of months ago. This was the plan. This was this is why Lenny was given till January. It was all part of the master plan. But now the optics of it look terrible because you've got a situation where Scotland is now in a complete lockdown. Celtic just got beat 1-0 by their closest rivals. And photos of leaked of Neil and, and Bruni having a wee beer on a sun lounger um, in in Dubai. Now, oh my goodness, so people have got mobile phones and they can take photos correct. as well and, and that, on Instagram. Yeah. Who uh, knew? Who knew? So, I mean, so on one hand, the human, like they're having a beer, who cares, right? Yeah. But true. on the other hand, like, you know, you've got people who've paid £600 a season for a season ticket that they're not going to get anything out of. And here's the club burning how many hundreds of thousands of pounds on a chartered flight, five star accommodation, da 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 da, da for, an, for a seven day training camp when the league is effectively over. So on one hand, you say, well, the trip was already booked months ago. It was approved by the Scottish government months ago. What's the big deal? But then the flip side is, should they have went? Should they have cancelled it? Could they have cancelled it? Like you know, So you can sort of see it from both both points of view. Personally, I think it's a bit of a storm in the teacup. I think the, they, are, they are rigorous protocols. They're getting, a, a, they're getting a, a brain scraping every couple of days. You know, they, they'll be very tightly regulated around who will be around them. So, I, I, from a COVID point of view, Dubai is probably safer than Scotland at the moment. But I'd like to bit. pick you up on that because the forfeit games for the, the 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 lesser, but let's not call them lesser teams, but teams who don't have a budget that Celtic have got to take them to Dubai, and there were guys getting fined and teams forfeiting games for a couple of guys sharing the car on the way to training. Yeah, well, you've you've raised a very interesting point because Kilmarnock are actually going to use Celtic's trip to Dubai as evidence or as proof that they are being unfairly treated um, by the SFA or SPFL, whoever the you know whoever whoever's launched investigations. So there's going to be ramifications from this. Um, yeah. But it's the optics of it. Like you, know, a lot of Celtic fans are hurting at the moment, and and this is just rubbing salt in the wound effectively but then it's just daft though it's just daft well at the end of the day they're human beings right and i i, I don't i don't really see what the big issue is to be perfectly honest if, if anyone go and do that and they're doing it in a safe manner and they're you know chat on their own plane and they're you know like i said prov- 
doing all the things that they've been told to do and it's been approved by the Scottish government, you then can't have Nicola Sturgeon then coming around going, well, Celtic's just case to answer for because she needs to have a look at her own government department who okayed the trip. If it wasn't okay, it wasn't okay. But somebody's okay I would, I would, I would actually argue on the basis of the optics of it, just pure and simple. That, and I think you, you hit the nail on the head a moment ago when you said, "Well, this guy's kind of struggling; they've not got their jobs, or da da da." And you could say to them, "Well, actually, you know, this doesn't look very good, and and let's not do it on the basis that it just doesn't look very good for for all of the reasons above, regardless of the fact that we've got high maintenance guys on super wages and we can afford it because we've got this, that, and the other." I just, I just think it looks really bad. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally. And your perception when it comes to football, perceptions, everything, and as well as when you're winning, you get away with things. When you're losing, you, everything is under the microscope. And unfortunately for Celtic, had they walked away one 0 winners at Ibrox, this would not have been as big a deal as it is. Because... I wonder who Rangers are this week. No idea. No guy, probably. <laughs> Uh, we're losing it and time is moving on the Scottish Cup starts this weekend uh, we'll never reach a conclusion there but I do think that it'll be interesting to see what the fallout from that is uh, Scottish Cup second round playing this weekend pick of the round probably our a couple of games actually caught the eye Alouar playing Cove Rangers Cove going very well and likely to be the third Highland force um, our both playing Falkirk that might be interesting our both are bottom of the uh old first division whatever we call it now what do they call it the premiership champion the championship, championship yes championship thank you uh so are both struggling this season but they've got falkirk at home in uh the the the, the windswept gay fields just on the outskirts of our both fabulous place to go and watch football if you ever get a chance uh the other one that catches the eye is um Greenock Morton, who are at home to Dunfermline Athletic, who've been going very well in the championship there in second place. Morton, always a bit of a slippery wicket for anybody. And I think that'll be an interesting one. Incidentally, in the championship last night, Dundee smacked Hearts 3 1, uh, retribution for the 6 2 drubbing they got earlier on in the season. There is more Premiership action. Celtic will be back from Dubai, hopefully COVID free, uh, Saturday the 9th. Um, listen we probably should we give up predictions I don't know I I think it's kind of nice but just as long as people aren't betting their bitcoin on it (laughs) well it maybe it maybe makes more sense to invest in bitcoin and invest in these tips but that's okay yes we we will give them for our listeners because you know that's what they expect of us um well we may as well go what let's oh no let's just do it in chronological order that's a bit daft otherwise so on Saturday we have Dundee United playing St Johnson United, oh my God. St. Johnson are honking at the moment, and oh, I, I really, like, I, I, Mark Connolly, if you're listening, I, I always forgiven. I think you're doing okay. I think your pointing is actually just your midfielders, and I know they're not helping you, uh, St. Johnson. Unless Stevie May has an absolute blinder, it's going to be United two-one. Oh, I'm ready to draw one each draw. Kilmarnock. Killy playing Hamilton there. What a bounce back from Killy. Ooh, Hamilton. Ooh, that's a good one. Hamilton I know. It's one of these ones where like you think Hamilton could be on a roll, but then they'll probably get beat because they don't string performances together. They just pop up with wins out of the blue. But on the Plastico Fantastico, I'm going to do Hamilton Ackies. Oh, wow. Cool. Uh, Livia playing Ross County on yeah on the Tony Macaroni. Uh, Ross County on a good run. This this could be a really interesting. It's quite a tasty one actually. Livia playing very well. Livia, I think at home just because of those extra 
those extra couple of seconds they get on the Plastico. Yeah, I'll take Livingston, but I think it will be a close one. And St. Mern, I've got another one. St. Mern. Mm. Aberdeen against Rangers on Sunday. You used to call it the banana skin. Well, I'm, I'm ready to say a draw because part of me, if, if ends are going to happen this season in terms of like Rangers dropping points, then Pedodri is probably the hardest place for them to go and get a win. And, and Aberdeen, they've got a lot of pride to play for here because they were absolutely pitiful on the opening day of the season. So if they're going to put in a performance, um, and, and I think Celtic has given teams a bit of a blueprint for how they can potentially nullify Rangers, but it's a it's a high-risk operation playing that high press because A, you might be able to do it for 90 minutes, uh, and B, if you don't get it right, <laughs> you're left exposed at the back but um, I think if, if, if Rangers have already dropped points this this will, this could be the game Well Aberdeen have got, if they are all fit, the midfield's armoury to, to press Rangers they're probably the only other team in the league that I think have got the midfield armoury to do it, there's some real quality there the, the question will be their finishing um, Cosgrove I think is the only guy that's a decent finisher um, and I'm, not, I'm really not convinced um, that they've got anyone else who's as good in in the kind of critical situation but I can't see anyone beyond Rangers I think they're relentless I just think they're going to go on and on I think it's going to be a huge season it's going to be one of these seasons where they just just don't drop very many points uh, Celtic and Hibs uh, by the way uh, Aberdeen Rangers is on and be in sports in Australia uh, obviously in the streaming sites of the respective clubs but it's on be in sports live um, that'll be on quite late West Australian time on Sunday night. Uh, on Monday, this is also on BN Sports it's on Sky in the UK, Celtic versus Hibernian. I think Celtic will win. Um, they have to. And, you know, if this training trip thing's going to prove a point, then they have to come back firing. So, and Hibs obviously they're not in a great run of form at the moment. So it's probably the game that they don't really want, like, you know, have, coming off three losses. So, I think it will be Celtic and it will be by a couple of goals. Final thoughts? Oh, well, we'll just finish off on the Wednesday match. Oh, actually, no, we can do that next week because we'll... We can. Yes, yes, we can. Sorry, my, my apologies. My final thoughts, um, two ex-Celtic players performing in the um, Premier League, English Premier League over the weekend. Fraser Foster starring a 1-0 win against Liverpool for Southampton. Couple of good saves, and here in Tierney storing first in an Arsenal four-one route of West Brom, winning fans over left, right, and centre. Congratulations what, to him! Oh, what it could, oh, what could have been. <laughs> there we go. Uh, my final thoughts for St. Mirren and uh, and for their last set of accounts were just released overnight. One hundred thirty thousand profit. Um, some of that obviously selling Palm again to uh, Hibs, but it's nice to hear a good news story from Scottish football and that some of the other teams are being run very, very well and run at a profit. So congratulations to them. That's an awful lot more money than the league leaders who earned in the last particular season. So congratulations. Um, See you in a week or so. Thank you so much for uh, your comments, feedback. We do appreciate it. Um, We are found in all the major podcast places, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, There are other places as well with Anthony, but if you listen to other episodes, we'll be able to tell you about. Um, We'll be back in a week or so. Good speech, Anthony. Yep, take care, Richard. Next time, next time. 